Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 68, published in October of 1942. Yes, that's right, it's finally the October issue. We now get to learn what happened to Two-Face. And on the cover, appropriately, we have Two-Face. He's in a tower, at least three stories tall, standing in its one window. He's wearing his classic orange and purple suit and carrying a gun in each hand. He's aiming the gun in his Harvey Kent hand at Batman. Batman is down on the ground. He's holding a guy in a green suit in one hand like he just finished punching him. And the other gun in the Two-Face hand is aimed at Robin, who's using his hands to shimmy along an electrical wire towards Two-Face. Beware, the comic says. Two-Face. Is he one man or two? See, the man who led a double life. On the inside cover, we have another picture of Two-Face. He's still wearing his orange and purple suit, but this time he's giant instead of normal-sized. And in one hand, his good Harvey Kent hand, he's holding Batman, Robin, and his fiancée, with the shiny side of the coin floating over them. And in the other hand, his Two-Face hand, he's holding a bunch of thugs shooting guns and holding bags of money. They have the scarred up side of the coin floating above them. The Harvey Kent side of Two-Face's face looks very confused and has a bunch of red question marks coming out of it. And the Two-Face side is smirking with a bunch of blue question marks coming out of it. And we are told that this comic is indeed the conclusion to Two-Face's story and called The Man Who Led a Double Life. So the comic starts out exactly where we left off. Two-Face's silver dollar has been caught in a crack and is standing on its end. Batman and Two-Face are standing in the room watching it. Batman is standing on the good side of the room, and Two-Face is standing on the bad side of the room. He's casting a huge shadow over the wall, but Batman isn't casting any shadow at all. Lighting is weird in Gotham City. Batman repeats himself from the last time we saw him here. He's all, All right, Two-Face, you gotta flip the coin again since it didn't land right. But Two-Face reiterates that the coin landed exactly as it should have, and he can't make any decision one way or the other until he gets another sign from the universe. He picks up the coin and puts it into his breast pocket. While they're standing there talking, the police, who were probably following Batman last comic, burst into the room. One of them's all, It's okay, Batman. I won't give him a chance to fire the gun he's holding, because he is holding a gun. And then he shoots Two-Face right in the breast, even though Batman tells him not to. Batman goes over to Two-Face and he's all, You shouldn't have shot him, he could have reformed. But the policeman was all, I'm sorry, I thought you were in danger, so I acted too fast to think. And that's when Two-Face stands up. In one motion, he grabs the police officer's gun out of his hand and smacks Batman in the face with the butt of it. And he's all, maybe you don't think when you act, but I act and think fast. And then he jumps out the window, breaking it even more than it already was. Once he's just outside of the room, I guess he didn't think anyone could follow him out the window. He's all, the bullet hit my coin instead of me. He pulls it out and we see that it hit the bad side. So he's like, fate's given me my answer. The bad side of the coin saved my life. So now I have to dedicate my life to crime. 
Then he raises his hands in the air and shakes them, and is all, This is the path destiny's chosen for me. Goodbye forever to Harvey Kent, district attorney. It's two-faced, crime king from now on. And later, in another hideout, we see Two-Face, but we only see his nice Harvey Kent face. He's holding up the coin, showing some of his thugs, and we only see the good side of the coin, too, although they would see the bad side. He's all, look at this coin, guys. It's two-headed. Just like me, it has two faces. One face is clean and handsome and good. Then we switch to another panel where all we can see is the two-faced side and the bad side of the coin. And he's all, the other side of the coin is scarred and evil. The jobs we're going to pull depend on this coin, and they're going to be as different as night and day, as good and evil. Then he flips his coin, and it actually turns up the good side for once. We flip back to his nice Harvey Kent face, and he's like, All right, the good side is one, so we're going to pull a job in the daytime. And because all my crimes are connected to the number two, we're going to rob this doubles tennis match. So, later in the afternoon, when the sun is out, Two-Face is robbing everyone at the tennis match. They're all, no, don't take our money, Two-Face. But he's like, come on, don't be stingy. This is for charity. And he's telling the truth because later the same day, a charity home receives a donation. The whole bag of money along with a card that says, from Two-Face. And at Two-Face's hideout, he's a good boss and apologizes to his men. He's all, I'm sorry you guys didn't make any money off that job we just pulled, but that's just how it is when the good side wins. And all the men are like, yeah, that's fine. But hopefully the bad side wins soon so we can get some money. And it does. The next time they go out, the bad side wins. So they have to pull a crime at night and they get to keep all the money. They go outside and kidnap some old man. I swear the guy hitting him with the gun is hitting him with the shooting end of the gun instead of the butt. It definitely looks like it's drawn that way. The next day, the kidnapping is in the paper. Henry Logan kidnapped. It's an extra from the Daily Globe, and it's not telling us the price. There's a picture of Henry Logan with Henry Logan written underneath. And the article title is Match King Snatched Before Advertising Club. So that night, Batman and Robin aren't surprised to see the police station's bat-themed searchlight. Batman's all, let's go, Robin, that's the headquarters calling us. And Robin's like, I bet it's something about that Henry Logan case. And it is. Commissioner Gordon gets them to work so quickly, he doesn't even have time to brief them in the police office. He just shoves them into his car, and he tells them about it while driving. He tells them that it is the Henry Logan case. And Robin's all, see, I was right. Commissioner Gordon decides to wait till they're at their destination to tell them any more. And a little while later, they step into a huge barn-like structure. Robin slips on a matchstick and almost falls over. And Batman observes that almost everything in here is made of matchsticks. What is this place, he says. And he gets his answer from a man already in the room. He's standing over a table and he's all, this is my hobby house. I come here when I don't want to be disturbed. He turns around, and he's Henry Logan. Batman's all, Henry Logan? But you've been kidnapped. And Henry Logan is really rude to Batman. He's all, use your eyes. I'm here. They couldn't have kidnapped me if I'm here. Bah. 
So who was kidnapped? asked Robin. Commissioner Gordon finally starts explaining the situation. He's all, it was Henry Logan's double that was kidnapped. Henry Logan's all, yeah, my double. I hate going to those stuffy dinners, clubs. I always send my double in my place. He's perfectly trained. He fools even my best friends. Henry Logan, I don't think you have any friends. Henry Logan hands Batman over a ransom note he got from Two-Face. It says, I've got your double. It'll cost you $200,000 to get him back. I'll call you tonight for an answer. Signed, Two-Face. Batman's all Two-Face? But how'd he know that you had a double? Henry Logan's all, oh well, I told him about it back when he was Harvey Kent D.A., and now he's taking advantage of my secret. How horribly rude of him. I can't imagine why he'd do that. Henry Logan insists that Batman and Robin go free his double so that he can stop going to stuffy dinners and get back to his hobby. Batman's all, you selfish old fossil. You're only thinking of yourself, not the poor guy who got kidnapped. But then he just says, all right, I'll do what you say. Batman goes off to investigate, but he leaves Robin to guard Henry Logan. They both hate that. Henry Logan calls Robin a blundering idiot, and Robin thinks to himself that Henry Logan's an ingrate and that he should punch him to make him more polite. Later in the day, after whatever plan Batman has has been made, Two-Face calls Henry Logan and asks for the ransom. Henry Logan's like, oh, all right, but only after I see in person that my double is unharmed. Two-Face agrees, and later he sends one of his thugs to pick up Henry Logan. After Henry Logan is picked up, the thugs pull up to this old barn. They shove Henry Logan inside while he yells at them for pushing him around. And when they get inside, the devil's wife runs over to him. The thugs tell Two-Face that they only took the wife because she was so worried. And actually, the devil and Henry Logan don't really look all that alike. I'm surprised that he fooled anyone. But then Two-Face makes some sense of this. He's all, Henry Logan's double doesn't have a wife. He's a bachelor. This is a trick. And that's when Batman and Robin pull off their disguises and admit that it was definitely a trick. I guess that's why the other Henry Logan looks so much taller. Because he was Batman in disguise. All the thugs are like, Batman. And Batman and Robin start beating them up. Batman punches Two-Face in a very funny piece of art. For two reasons. One, because Two-Face's face is completely blank when Batman's punching him. No sign that he felt anything at all. And secondly, because of the way Batman's arm bends. I can't really explain it, but I feel like he'd need to have at least two elbows to make his hand bend that way. He's all, Two-Face, I'm gonna end your crime career right now. But then a thug pops up behind him and he's all, I'm gonna end your career, Batman. But then Robin throws a pitchfork at that guy, and he's not able to end Batman's career. Batman and Robin continue fighting until somebody dumps a load of hay on Robin. He's completely buried, and the thugs all take the opportunity to run away. They all get in the car and drive off, except for Two-Face. He would never ride in the car. Two-Face, apparently, can only make his getaway on a two-wheeled vehicle. So he has to drive a motorcycle. He drives off shouting, how appropriate that Two-Face should make a getaway on a two-wheeled vehicle. But what he doesn't see is Batman running over the top of the barn. 
He jumps off of it just in time to hit Two-Face and knock him off his motorcycle. Oh, Two-Face, you should have worn a helmet. You're going to damage your face even more. Falling off the motorcycle doesn't have to damage Two-Face, though, because Batman's going to damage him himself. During the fight, Two-Face pulls out his lucky coin and throws it at Batman's head as hard as he can. It hits Batman right in the center of his forehead, and he's knocked out. Two-Face picks his coin back up, and he's all, I could kill you right now, Batman. But I'm not going to, because I haven't actually killed anyone yet, so I'm not a killer, and we were kind of friends. Then he leaves before he gives in to temptation to kill Batman. You'd think he'd have to flip his coin to decide either way. Now, Batman and Robin may have lost the ducks, but they did get the double. So, they bring the double back to Henry Logan. Henry Logan's not grateful at all, though. He's just like, oh yeah, don't annoy me now. Can't you see I'm busy? Get out. And this makes Robin so mad. He thinks to himself that Henry Logan's a selfish, mean old crab. So he takes one of the matches Henry Logan is working on his project with, and he lights it and jams it inside Henry Logan's shoe. Batman's all, ugh, Robin. I know he's annoying, but you shouldn't give him hot foot, even though he deserved it. And Robin is all, he likes to play around with matches so much. Let him try playing around with that, while Henry Logan screams and clutches his knee in the background. Back with Two-Face, he has somehow been convinced to get into a car, and he's having one of his thugs drive him around. While he does, he sees a man on a date with his girlfriend, and he's all, Oh, I remember, I had a girlfriend, a fiancé. She dumped me because of my scarred face. But if my face was healed, she'd probably like me a lot more. He considers plastic surgery, but without that doctor Batman recommended, it's hopeless. So Two-Face has to think of another idea. And the next day, Harvey Kent pulls up in front of his fiancée, Glinda's house, in a convertible. We can see both sides of his face, and neither of them look like the Two-Face face. He goes inside, and he's all, I got plastic surgery. It was a miracle. I've come to surprise you. She's so shocked and happy. She's all, your face is just how it used to be. She goes to touch it, but he's all, no, don't touch it. It's still sensitive from the surgery. They get on really well and decide to have a candlelit dinner. She's all, Harvey, I'm so happy. Will you give yourself up to the law and end your insane criminal life? And Harvey's like, yes, but I will have to serve some time. Will you wait for me? She's like, of course I'll wait then. She looks at the one side of his face and she screams. She's all, your face. He's like, Glinda, what's wrong? But then he reaches up to touch his face too, and he realizes that it's melting. One half of his face is melting off. He quickly covers it with a handkerchief and tries to run away. He's all, I had makeup done to my face so it would look normal again. But the heat melted it off. I'm so sorry, Glinda. And she's like, I don't get it. Why'd you deceive me? You could have just told me the truth. She cries and she's all, even your good side is changing. I can see it in your eyes. You like being wicked. Harvey panics and tries to get out of the situation. He's all, what's that? Someone's at the door. And when the door opens, it's Batman. He manages to not break the door this time, probably because he knows the person it belongs to. And he's all, hello, Kent. And when Harvey turns his head, he's back to having the two-faced face. And he's all, Batman. 
Glinda, this was a trap all along. You were just pretending to love me. He shoves her away, and she's like, no, I swear I didn't. But he doesn't listen. He just jumps out a window. You know, there are some Batman villains that can have their lives fixed by just not doing crime. Like the Penguin. If he gave up crime, he would be fine. He would just have less money. Two-Face, though, I think he needs a lot of therapy. Robin is waiting for Two-Face outside the window. But when Two-Face jumps, he's able to kick Robin to the ground. Then he escapes in his cool new convertible. Batman looks out the shattered window and he's all, there he goes. He certainly thinks fast. Glinda asks how Batman knew he was going to be here. And Batman's all, oh well, I figured he'd show up here eventually, so I've been keeping watch. Now, over the last couple hours, Two-Face has been quite disappointed in the makeup he got. It was supposed to last all night, but the heat from the candle melted it off. So he goes to complain to the store. He's like, your makeup melted away when it got exposed to too much heat. You should have warned me about that. The makeup people are like, we told you not to come back or we'd call the police. But Two-Face doesn't care. He's all, you ruined my date with my girlfriend with fire, so I'm gonna ruin your day with fire. And then he and his thugs start burning down their house. They shout, no, and you can't do this. But he can do this, and he does, and their house burns down. Outside, the sun is all, someday, I'll make him pay for what he did. And over in the home of Bruce Wayne, Bruce and Dick are also thinking about how to stop Two-Face. Batman's all, I need a plan of action, but I can't use makeup again. Or can I? Dick's all, no, you probably shouldn't. You better think of something else. But the next day, when one of Two-Face's lackeys walks into a notorious criminal haunt, he meets this guy called Getaway George from Chi, which might mean Chicago. He's all, I've heard of you, Getaway George. You're the guy who has a reputation for making really fast getaways from jobs. They sit down to talk and Getaway George inquires about his place of work. He's all, Two-Face, huh? I'd like to work for a big shot like him. And the lackey is all, well, maybe. We could use a good driver. So the next day, the thug introduces Two-Face to Getaway George, possibly Batman. Two-Face is all, yeah, we could use a driver, but I'm wary of hiring right now. Who knows? You could just be Batman in makeup. The guy who brought him in is all, boss, I know you're wary of Batman wearing makeup because he's fooled us before. But I know this guy. He's okay. And Getaway George is all. I don't want to work for you if you're paranoid about me being Batman in makeup. I can just go somewhere else if you feel that way about it. But Two-Face is all. No, no. I think I actually need a good driver more than I need to be suspicious about Batman. You're hired. So, Getaway George, possibly secretly Batman, is inducted into Two-Face's gang. And the next morning... Two-Face flips his coin again. It comes up on the good side, so he'll be doing a day crime. The thugs are a little upset. They're all, guess we're going to be pulling a job for no money again, huh? And Two-Face is all, well, yeah, I guess I'm paying you an exposure this time. But it'll be good exposure. We're going to rob the double-header baseball game between the firemen and the policemen. And the thugs are really happy about that. They want to stick it to the police. We even get to hear about Getaway George's special job, which is appropriately to drive the getaway car. Over at the game, all the audience are shouting and cheering. Oh, there's one guy that's asleep. 
relatable, but he probably shouldn't have paid for the ticket. But aside from him, the rest of the audience is going crazy. When I heard people at a baseball game yelling about Batman, I thought the comic was trying to trick us with linguistics, and they were actually cheering for the batter. But no, Batman is actually there. He's an honorary member of the police department, after all, and he's pitching. Robin is the catcher, which is probably a good position for him. He's a child, so you can't really put him anywhere else. Batman strikes out a bunch of people, then it's his turn to bat. When he does, he hits the ball so hard it becomes a home run, and he runs around all the bases. Later, at intermission, the fire department gets to show off some of their skills. They put up a little wooden building and do a mock fire extinguishing skin, where the firemen spray hoses at the building, and one of them even jumps out the window holding what is probably a dummy. It's good that they get to show off now, because with Batman playing for the police, they'll definitely lose. After the firemen have done their little intermission thing, the mayor walks up, and he's all, Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to report that this charity box contains $50,000 in admissions, which we're going to make into our benefit fund. A benefit fund is sort of like extra spending money for the police and fire departments. But they don't get a chance to use it because that's when Two-Face jumps up on stage. He steals the benefit fund right off the mayor. And he's all, if anyone so much as twitches, my men will machine gun the audience. But there's one person who isn't taking him that seriously. It's Robin. He scoops up a fire hose and starts hosing down the men with the machine guns. Since it's such a strong hose, they're shoved away. Then he throws baseballs at everyone, and finally he takes a bat to two guys. So hard that stars come out of their heads. Two-Face is all, oh no, and he grabs the mayor. He takes him hostage, and he's all, stop, or I'll blow the mayor's head off. Robin tells everyone not to shoot and that he means it. He really will kill the mayor. So he didn't mean it when he said his men were going to machine gun down the audience. I feel like that's maybe not a thing you try to take a chance on either way. Two-Face runs back to his car where Getaway George is waiting. He takes the mayor with him, but once he gets to the car, he shoves him away. He's like, all right, Getaway, let's see you live up to your name, and they drive off. You know, it's probably not that bad a thing that Two-Face is stealing all that money. I mean, he's going to donate it to a charity anyway. That's a good use for it. Later at Two-Face's hideout, he's assessing his thugs, and there's only one left. Getaway George. He's all, that was a trap. The police were expecting us. But how would they know about it unless someone squealed? And everyone was caught except you. He goes after Getaway George, and he's all, Batman was gone for the entire fight. Maybe I was right the first time. Maybe you really are Batman in makeup. He grabs Getaway George by the face and starts pulling on it. He's like, Putty, a false nose, you are wearing makeup. He scrapes at his face some more and he's all, Now I'm gonna see the real Batman. But when all the makeup comes off, it's not Batman at all. It's the son of the makeup guy who swore he was gonna get revenge. He's all, of course I'm not Batman. And that's when Batman runs into the room, breaking the door off its hinges on the way. He's all, I'm Batman. And then he punches Two-Face so hard that he's taken out and Batman's able to capture him. Getaway George, whose name we don't know, explains some more. He's all, I wanted revenge on you for burning down my father's shop, 
So I disguised myself as Getaway George and joined your mob for more information. And Batman's like, yeah. And then he told me all about how you were going to rob the gang. I had Robin beat up your guys, but then I hid in the trunk of your car as a checkmate. So here I am, and you're going to jail. Two-Face is all, ugh, the irony. All my crimes based on the number two, and I wind up going to jail because I'm double-crossed. Batman takes him all the way to jail and puts him in a cell. He's like, Two-Face, your double life is over. From now on, you'll lead only one existence, as Harvey Kent, prisoner. But Two-Face is like, that's only your side of the story. There's always two sides to a story. I'll escape, and you can bet on that, double or nothing. I'm a little sad about this. I feel like Two-Face is really flattened out as a villain. He had much more depth in the first comic. But I suppose it'd be nice to have another reoccurring villain. The end.